back to another episode of Lost Lieutenant, this time a Gen Con and Interplanetary Reveal Spotlight. I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm joined by... Nick. How are we going, Nick? Uh, not too bad. Uh, good to be back. Yeah, it really is. Uh, so... This episode, we're just going to be taking a look at the reveals that have come out of Gen Con and Interplanetaria. There's just been so many of them that we thought it deserved its um, own episode, sort of giving our opinion on the model reveals, some of the other like sort of side reveals uh, that we'll get to. Um, just so um, for the more, most part, so we don't have to blow out the beginning of a, uh, another episode. Uh, yes, before the we get episode will be large enough. Yeah, exactly. But before we get into that, uh, just quickly, Nick, have you had any sort of hobby stuff going on uh, after the marathon that was BCB? Uh, definitely haven't gotten any games in since then, but uh, have started working on a new workbench in the garage, so I have enough space to finish painting my table. Uh, yeah. I've also had some fun writing some 400-point lists, because we've got a 400-point tournament coming up with Mercs. Uh, we'll get to that announcement shortly. And because we can use Mercs, thought, you know what? Anaconda can't be as bad as everyone says. I'll try to write a list that has an Anaconda in it. And while I was crunching the last couple points of the list, had the thought go through my head, for two more points, I could upgrade this to a Shakush. And yeah, admit, admittedly, the Shakush is one of the most boring tags there is out there, but it's probably still it's, better than an Anaconda. Uh, that was part of the problem. The Shakush is the baseline of tags. It is the most bare bones. It, it meets all the requirements and doesn't do anything else. So the thought of upgrading to a Shakush, yeah, I, I now understand why everyone says the Anaconda is bad. I have that solidified in my head now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, you try as you might to like make an excuse to take it and it's just, you just can't. Yes. Um, yeah. Even I sort of played around. Uh, I played around like uh, with it a little bit, and you just like, especially the, I think because the cost of the SWC for something that's so kind of garbage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Unfortunately for me, I haven't. Well, not unfortunately. After BCB, I just was like, I take a break from yeah. playing war games for a while. Uh, it's just a big marathon, lots of games. You know, I got at least five months worth of games out of it. So. Yes. Um, but I, yeah, I only, so I took, um, I suppose, this week. Um, That's a little bit two weeks since. Off of it. Also, I was in Adelaide now that I think about it right after BCB. So I couldn't play, have played any Infinity while I was over there because I didn't bring my models. Um, so we're just going to quickly get through a couple of announcements and then we're going to move on to uh, our main segment. So uh, just a reminder of our. Uh, challenges so our monthly challenge is still to take a look at um reinforcements we've extended it because we've been a little bit late we've extended it for submissions uh, to also give people enough time to take a look at the reinforcements um so we want you guys to just like uh Corvus belly does to take a look at the reinforcements see how good they are what you think of them um are they the you know are they the greatest thing since sliced bread or are they just kind of and you're just waiting for those models to maybe come out as part of a sectorial of their own sectorials? Um, so yeah, submit any of your uh, battle reports, 
using reinforcements to lostoflieutenant at gmail.com. And at the end of the month, a random winner will be chosen to uh, choose a blister of their choice from Toy Soldiers Imports. Uh, we still have going our third quarter uh, hobby challenge, which is to write a narrative story for Infinity. So in continuing our drive to get people into the creative side of Infinity, uh, for quarter three, we want our listeners to produce a short uh, uh, story centered in the Infinity universe. All right. Take inspiration from your games. Is there a unit? Um, that has done particularly well that you've taken to naming. I know that um, I've probably had a couple of uh, units that have uh, done well better than they ever should have. I've, if I was to write a story, I'd write probably one about um, some of my Kazakh Spetnazes that just wipe the floor with people. Do you have anything like that, Nick? A any sort of m unit, particular profile that you've chucked into a game has always done, like, gone above and beyond? Probably be the Nahabs for me. Although, usually they die. So, I'm not sure. That's the same, that's the same, with, that's the same with my Kazakhs. So you can write a story about a noble sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, try and stick to a, uh, please try and stick to a limit of 2,000 words. All right, or if you want to record it yourself, a 10-minute uh, order recording. Uh, send your submissions again through to uh, lossoflieutenant at gmail.com. And at the end of the quarter, a random, uh, a random submission will be chosen, uh, will be randomly picked to uh, pick a box from Toy Soldiers Imports. Uh, additionally, we will pick some of our favorites and give them a white noise treatment, read them out during the show. Uh, again, even though this is a spotlight, we're going to go through uh, our typical uh, community service announcements with the upcoming events uh, with BCB Gone. It's going to be a little bit quicker this time. So we have uh, Stake Out uh, Stake Out 5 Bovine Tech Vor. So this is a uh, tournament um, held in the beef capital of Australia, uh, Rockhampton in Queensland, held on the September the 2nd to 3rd. So if you have a chance, uh, get down uh, get down and uh, join in the fun. Uh, Affinity Bingo and the usual social dinner will be back for that particular tournament. Uh, we also have a new one, uh, which Nick alluded to in Melbourne, which is Operation Soldato di Fortuna. Hopefully I got that right. So this is the uh, continuation of something called uh, that was called Elite Command Melbourne. It is a 400.8 SWC uh, limited insertion, so single combat group tournament with the Soldiers of Fortune uh, extra applied. Uh, due to popular demand, um, we ha uh, the tournament does have a mercenary auction to raise some money for charity and also to sort of restrict Yojimbo from being in every single list. So the way this works is on the event page, there's a picture of every single mercenary. You go in, you comment how much you're willing to pay to be able to put it in your list. If you win that auction, you get to put that unit and you are the sole person in that tournament allowed to put that unit in your list. Additionally, that money uh, will from the auction will be given to charity. Um, so it is uh, the missions run at this tournament are Biotech Vol, Containment Field, which is found on the Loss of Lieutenant Mission Pack. So the uh, missions we generated um, during our quarter two challenge and 
firefight. Uh, it's, if I remember correctly, it's being held somewhere around the 16th of September and entry is $20. Oh, that is good. Correct. Uh, one moment, I can look up the date for it. Yeah. It's a good way of... Uh, like, 16th of September, correct. Yeah. And $20, if I remember, that's a ticket fee. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to... Um, sort of mix up your uh, your list writing because you very rarely get to flex out on 10 models with 400 points. It's a very different style of list writing. Mm. The, uh, the, only, the only difficult. Yeah, it can be. And for yeah. some factions, actually impossible. Uh, there's like if you try and almost any Ariadna, I think Cosmo can probably do it, but almost every any other Ariadna faction just can't field ten models with the AVA that they have available and get to four hundred points. Um, some armies I found like I was trying to put Bakunin together is I could make a four hundred point list, but the list didn't make sense because I ha I couldn't put in a single Morlock and I couldn't put in the Uberfowl because both of those are too cheap to put in. Yes. Yeah, so many models that I wanted to put in went, but they're too cheap. I can't afford to put a cheap model into the ten model list. Yeah, yeah, um, and like Ariadna has that in spades. Mm -hmm. I mean. You know, if you pay, I mean, even it, the problem I found when I try to do this with TAC is that they just don't have the um, availability of the, some of the more expensive units to actually get them in. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as like any of the other Ariannas go, like any of the other ones other than Cosmo, they just, yeah, you just cannot fit enough, they uh, cannot squeeze enough points out unless the only way I can think of it is if you're playing Ariadna, bet on the Chernob uh, not the Chernobog, the Trip Hammer. Try and get that Trip Hammer mercenary. It's the only way I can think of doing it. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's uh, going to be something really to look forward to in the next uh, next month. Uh, do you want to just power on to our main segment? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, okay. So as I mentioned, we're going to go through the new announcements uh, coming in from... Uh, coming in from Gen Con and from Interplanetario. We are, I suppose, a little bit behind with the Gen Con ones, but within Interplanetario uh, model releases, uh, we were waiting to time it with this. So let's bring up the probably probably the first and probably the most exciting announcement of uh, Interplanetario. I uh, don't Interplanetario of Gen Con, which was we got a new, we're getting a new classified deck finally. Yes. Long over so I, Yeah, so I went through and looked at like the video that we had uh for uh, that we got from um uh the on the actual Corvus Valley website. There's not a huge amount about the deck. I'm assuming that for the most part it's going to work very similarly that to way to the way it has in the past, you know, draw two, pick two, that sort of thing. However, Oops, wrong way. That's BCB photo. That's uh, Hugh and I don't remember. <laughs> uh, so we've got your typical um, 
deck uh, with you know, the HVT, nano espionage, uh, sorry, espionage. Uh, I think we can see there, uh, I think it's like rescue maybe. Can't really tell, obviously. One of the important things that I noticed about these that I really do like is they've reformatted mm -hmm. them. So up at the top, the type of trooper that can satisfy that card <clears throat> is listed. You don't have to hunt for the keyword in that block of text at the bottom. Yes, so at the okay. start of the yes. match, you draw your cards, you can just look at the top and go, I don't have an engineer, I can set the engineer card aside. And don't even have to read the rest of the text. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of had that for a little bit and then it kind of got lost especially when they were putting like chain of command or they were putting um veteran there mm -hmm. um yeah you know you're right it's good to see up there you've got just it just says hacker at the very least it's good to see it away from all this text yes. yeah um but yeah by the looks of it it's going to act exactly the same we've still got the numbers we've still got the symbols so i don't see intelcom going anywhere or the um or the intel comms that give you extra points, or the intel comms that allow you to put extra points into a zone. That looks like it's probably here to stay. Uh, but what we did get is we got an operations deck and a battle uh, conditions deck. So I think, I know that the battle conditions is sort of like you draw it and it allows you to change the board so if you read the one that we have up currently uh which is the one they gave an example called jungle combat you get to put a circular template of jungle terrain um, that acts like a depression zone that we've uh, seen and for the most part hated uh, in iats 14 and or you can choose to have i think the center be jungle terrain but it just gives a bonus to troopers with jungle or train total now, I really like that option because, like you said, the the suppression zone templates in ITS-14, mm. they are so terrain dependent. And sometimes you get to a table and go, awesome, I can cover up this gap in the terrain. And other times you get to the table and go, I, there's nowhere I can put this that won't hurt me more than it hurts my opponent. Yeah, or I mean... So having the option to pick something else, love it. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly remember the number of times I've played like a game with the depression zones, looked at the table and go, there are legitimately four places you and I can place this template and that's it. So it would be, I could place them and like hurt myself, so to speak. And he would only have to put them in the places that hurt him because there's four places that fit a template. I know um, BCB, at least one of my games, I put the templates on the side of the table. Mm. because that way it didn't block myself. Uh, yeah. And it sort of blocked some parachutist options, but mostly it was just, where can I put this that puts it out of the way and I don't have to interact with it? Yeah. Uh, and the amount of times I've played, like, if casual or, like, more casual tournaments where I've gone yeah. up to my opponent and be like, do you want to put these down? And he's gone, no. And we're like, okay. And we just didn't. Uh, the operations deck seems to be like bonus objectives for maybe the table. I'm not sure. We really don't have any information other than this yeah. one card. So it looks like it could be a couple things. It could be like, bonus objectives. It could also be a way to kind of draw a random mission by drawing yeah. some objectives. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm curious, but we don't really have enough information to speculate. 
Yeah, the only other thing I could I could think of is that it's like a reminder card. So oh, it's yeah. a card you can put down on the on the table to be like, these are the objectives I can yes. do for this mission. So, you know, if you play Biotech Vore, you go through your operations deck and find the Biotech Vore cards. It's the only other thing I could think um, that it was. But yeah, we don't have a huge amount of information about that in particular, but I, I'm, I'm with you. I like the Battle Conditions deck. Um, I can see, I, I can see depending on, like obviously with Jungle Combat could be very impactful, not impactful at all. Um, it, it also, with that card, it suggests to me that all types of terrain will now have a chance to be useful. Because I know as a Hawk player, I've been looking at the last few seasons of ITS and going, when's Desert coming up? Yeah, that's true. So you could finally be able to be like, haha, I got the desert card. I get to put yeah. down this desert strip, right? And finally, you know, this terrain that I've had for seasons and seasons yes. and never got to use, I can use. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, so. It'll, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what other battle conditions are. I really do like the idea of like, like maybe strips or quarters or something like yeah. that. Maybe quarters is a bit much, but. Um, but things like that where you can like like affect the table uh, it'll be interesting to see if like if this is a, a, a card that like one person joins uh, draws or if it's like uh with the the way the templates goes the person who gets deployment gets to pick maybe the battle conditions and i don't know maybe the person who goes first gets to pick the operations yeah. deck i don't know pure speculation on that one yeah. uh so the next one coming up Simple, ITS-15 is obviously going to drop very soon. I'm looking forward to seeing the new missions. Um, and we just have the ITS tournament pack. So sort of standard affair model, couple of uh, bits and bobs, but we have the, probably the, I'm not gonna say the, fir the first S2 extra that's going to drop, which is the freelance operator um, Samsa, uh, which is in a bunch of N N2 factions, isn't she? It's a she, isn't it? Uh, I think that's the yeah, that's the Merc. So it's available in. A few. I know it's in JSA. Uh, I think it's available similar to like the Beast Hunter, where most vanilla get it, but not all. Yeah. Anyway, it was announced when uh, the profile was announced uh, back with the reinforcement drop. Uh, so yeah, sort of a typical thing. You looking forward to the new mission set? Yes. Oops. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they uh, have taken and having had some other conversations with them, having done the mission packet uh, for Lost Lieutenant. I'm looking forward to what they have. Yes. Yeah. What What are you hoping? Like, like you know, obviously Kevin wants to get rid of supplies. Other than supplies, are you hoping a mission, a, a, any particular mission goes or is significantly changed? Right now, I don't know if we're going to see any huge... I know we're getting at least one new scenario. Um, yeah, they tend to do that each season. There's at least one new one. From the information they got from our uh, scenario contest, I think they've got a lot of good ways to go for possibly mm. the next ITS to do what like Kevin really wants, replace some of those missions that... They're good, but they're old. Yeah. Because we had alterations on supplies. We had alterations on um, 
Biotech uh, 4, we had alterations four, on yeah. Cryogenic, or not Cryogenics, um, Frostbite. That's that's uh, what I was trying to think of. That yes. one is that one was one of my favorite edits. The it was how was it? It was to the sides, was it? Uh, it was heat stroke and ooh, I'd have to pull it up. I haven't read that in a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, also, was, it was it was a great thing friend, where it, like it came in a diff. The the bands were the the bands were different. Where it was like. You had to be. It was like vertical, I think. So, it, like, instead of sort of getting sh- like being a shorter, it was like narrower or something like that. Oh no! Hold on. Wasn't it? Wasn't it the the heating units when the each were in quarters? So you got the t- you got the turn on the quarters instead. Yes, the heating units were for quarters of the board. Yeah, instead of lines, which meant that they still covered the deployment zone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, instead yeah, of having was... real, like awkward strips, you could tell this quadrant, this quadrant, and there's there was even a console in the very middle, so you knew where all the quadrants were. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm 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 hoping to see front, uh, not frontline, uh, capture and protect. I'm looking to see the scoring and that changed. Having played it recently at BCB, yes. and to be honest, like really like. Uh, winning quite comfortably as like far as the way the game state looked at the very end um, I still only got six points because the first two turns I couldn't grab the con- uh, the uh, beacon mm-hmm. and I'd like to see it change such that because it's difficult to get to someone's deployment zone and then back out without dying yes. um, so I'd like to see it such that it rewards um, maybe more just how far you get the beacon instead uh, of just grabbing it Potentially also rewarding at the end of your turn for having it, because I know in my game of Capture and Protect, I went second, and my opponent was... Uh, he definitely had the advantage the entire game. Hmm. Uh, I'll go into it next episode. Uh, however, I managed to kill the model holding the my beacon every turn except for the third turn. Oh, okay. So he, so he was going. He grabbed he was, top of one, right. I, bottom of one. I killed it. He grabbed it top of two, bottom of two. Yeah. I killed it. And, and th- so, and that, yeah. And that's it, why what what I want to do is like if you get the beacon to let like let's say like past halfway and your dude dies, you still get points for having the beacon up that far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like you get points for anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to see that changed. As far as getting rid of um, any particular mission, I, for me, it depends on what they bring in. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I don't know if there's anyone that necessarily get rid of. Um, I, I I would like. I know this probably uh, sounds. I think keep panic room and get rid of biotech vol. The reason I say that is that Biotech 4, if you put it into the um, into a mission, it really hurts vanilla players for yes. no reason other than the fact that unless you can deploy like half of your stuff outside of where the Biotech 4 zone will go off, you just you just don't you I don't think you can physically get everyone out. Turn one, you just burn command tokens for coordinated orders, and then you have I, no command tokens after that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. That's probably the one, and then I just replace it with panic room because then you can put guys near the um, mm-hmm. the, the pseudo heating units. Yeah. All right, 
Anyway, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll do an episode reviewing those missions when they drop. So that's exciting to look forward to. As I said, the ITS packet is just model, code. Uh, I think it's some sleeves for your um, objective cards, as well as some tokens and little bits and pieces, badges and patches and what have you. Um, so we did get a release date for a kind of release quarter for Rim Racer. Uh, from what I, from what Carlos said, um, it's been really well received. People are really excited to play it, um, and he said that the uh, uh, drop date will be uh, fall two thousand twenty three. So sometime this year, within the next three months, mm-hmm. next two months. Yeah. Uh, you excited for Rune Racer? Not Plast. Uh, I'm excited to see it. Uh, it sounds like a game that I could get some people who aren't as serious midis gamers into. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it'll be cute. I mean, I, I, I think the one thing is I just want to see it played. Like, huh. I, or I want to have a try of playing it. So it's unfortunate that, like, getting to Gen Con or any sort of, uh, like, miniature-centric or tabletop wargaming-centric convention is just not really possible if you're in, I guess, the Southern Hemisphere for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, apparently it's been received really well. It is really cute. Um, I, I always love uh, one of the things I I don't think it's talked about enough is the fact that I just love um, the art that Corvus Belly produces, right? And the little like, like chibi anime stuff that they're going on now is just very cute. So um, it'd also be kind of cute just to put the little rim races on as your uh, like a flash pole spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool, um, and I'm glad it's being received well. Because uh, from what I heard, it's it's sort of been in a long time in development, sort of yeah. thing. Uh, next up, we have uh, Aftermath. Uh, so this is the new uh, comic graphic no- novel from uh, Corvus Belli. Uh coming uh, a, from what it's been described. It's a heist. It's a high story uh, based around uh, like sort of the underground betting sort of area of Aristea. Uh, so we've got a return of Uhahu, uh, who did feature in Outrage. Outrage. Yes, did, she survived Outrage, didn't she? Yes, she was. Yep. The, she was the one. She was the only one out of the the group of like four that survived. And, like her and Canal were the only ones that lived. The the pilot and the dog warrior died. I believe so. Yes. Oh, and like the ninja. Oh, and um, who's Nelf? One of the Nelfs survives. Yeah, the original, the OG Nelf survives. Because yeah. I think the other Nelf is uh, like uh, whatever his face, the the Druze Aslan security chief. Yes, yeah. That's uh, who the other Nelf is. So I uh, will take a little tiny intermission to oh, hold on. Uh, go through. Uh, what is the Interplanetario? I think it's probably a time just to take a quick look at. Uh, if I, oh, hold on, I think I have to. I think I have to do the circle. Oh, there we go. There we go. So we do have uh, a bit more information dropping in Interplanetario about the aftermath characters. Um, so we got some art previously of Uhahu and Connolly. Oh, I can't remember his full name. We'll give him a second. Uh, Denver. Denver. Denver? Denver. Denver. D-E-N-M-A. 
Oh, Denmark. Yeah. So we've got Uhahu here looking, you know, at the reminds me of have you ever watched um Invincible? Yes. Where Monster Girl is like really not oh, okay with the fact that she's a girl. I'm pretty sure Uhahu's the same. She doesn't like that she looks like a girl. Yes. Uh like a little girl. Um yes. but she's there. It's a I think that's a really nice model for her. It's also nice because it takes the fact that she is physically a child and makes her look like an S2. Like a what, sorry? Looks like an S2, a silhouette 2. Yes, this is, this, see, like, what, uh, I had actually a conversation about an Infinity Poses and this is, this is, this is a great, like, new pose where it's like, she's just, she's a hacker, so she's on her little gamer chair. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we've got, yep, so Denmark Connolly, so an Aristea fighter. Um, we've got a model of him looking kind of like Wolfgang, now I think about it. Yeah, he's uh, very interested. As far as uh, model goes, but again, like he, he looks great. I, I think he's cool. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the new characters look like on the tabletop, because obviously if they're coming out with miniatures, they often come out with actual profiles for them. There are five new miniatures plus the exclusive one, and I'm guessing all, at least the five will get a profile. I, the I, I exclusive suppose, one, I think, is going to be an HPT, though. Yeah, it's just the HPT. And now yeah. I think about it, I think I'm talking out of my bum because um, the Outrage pack, only Uhahu and uh, Emily got uh, profiles, considering the other two died. Uh, we then oh. have Ishinomura Mori. Uh, we yeah. haven't, as of recording, we haven't seen the uh, like uh, interplanetary video. So at the moment, we're just really showcasing the uh, miniatures. What do you think uh, of this guy? Because he's very unique compared to uh, most of what we've seen in Infinity. I want to know the story. <laughs> yeah, uh, true. I want to know what his history is because I'm I'm not quite sure what to make of him. If he's like a cross between, he's like a cross between Killer Croc and. Um, the Beast from X Men is that what his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he almost uh, looks like uh, oops, like an Uberfall Commando crossed with a Dog Boy or Dog Warrior. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, so I'm going to guess that he's probably from Bakuna now. I think about it because this is all around um, nomad ships or th- about Tunguska, but maybe he's like a Bakunan merc. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then got Killjoy, uh, by the looks of the face here, might be like a mercenary Toha, although he does seem to have, I guess he has like an Aleph helmet. Oh, no, that's his head. No, I know. Oh, yeah. No, so, no, no, no. That, that makes him sort of look like a Toha dude mm-hmm. here. That's mm-hmm. like the Aleph uh, Mark V and four helmet. Mm-hmm. So, got no idea what he's going to be like. We do have a uh, miniature of him. Um, so again, yeah, he kind of he's kind of got a couple of Aleph elements in there, and the well, the hex- hexagonal arms aren't uniquely Aleph, uh, and their head, I guess, could be excused for almost like a bolt. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll go keep going. So we've got. Uh, we got Riser, the Whispering Death, uh, looking, looking, I don't know, kind of like a ninja, I guess, almost like, but almost, almost, almost also like a uh, Moira. Yeah, I'm not sure because her artwork 
doesn't give the same vibes as the miniature. They're definitely the same character, but the artwork is very relaxed and uh, reminds me a lot of in Outrage. They've got the meeting on the ship where everyone's just kind of relaxed and hanging out. That's mm. what I get from the artwork, and then the miniature is definitely ready for battle. Yeah. So yeah, we've got to see more coming from this. And as you mentioned, this is the the um, artwork of the exclusive miniature. So um, Senia of Lavo Chinkinia, Chinkinia. Absolutely butchered that, but she is apparently a uh, Tunguska mafia, one of the mafia bosses. Um, and I have to say, as far as a HVT goes, love it. Great model for a HVT. I like full swag going on there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll come back to the interplanetary releases. Uh, get back to uh, a good old Gen Con releases. Uh, so yeah, like we said, we've got uh, artwork for Denmark Connolly. Uh, to be honest, he looks a lot like more, like way more buff in his miniature. He also looks a lot older. Yeah, he <laughs> that does. artwork looks like a like, here he is in high school, and then here he is now. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's the point. Uh, then we got artwork of Uhahu looking unimpressed. Uh, standard, oh, standard. I should what I meant to say is the same sort of artwork that you saw in Outrage or uh, Betrayal. Um. Uh, there we go. We got our uh, got our uh, mafia boss again. Again, a really good miniature for a HVT. Um, I'm interested to know, like, where does this wolf exist? Where did this come from? The three eyed wolf. Bakudin, uh, don't ask too many questions. True. Probably, <laughs> honestly, she probably genetically modified a wolf just so she could kill it for its pelt. <laughs> yes. Um, and again, this looks like it's dropping around the same time as Rem Racer. So I've enjoyed the other two Infinity graphic novels. I think I'll get this one as well. Um, if anything, just so I can have that miniature. Yourself, have you read any of the past ones? Uh, just Outrage at the moment. I haven't gotten my hands yeah. on Betrayal yet. Yeah. I need to. I still need to get my hands on the, like the betrayal pack because for whatever reason I want to have every single Kodali. Okay. Uh, all right, so we'll keep going. Okay, so into our meat and potatoes of what we what was announced during Gen Con uh, is the uh, the miniatures uh, renders that they provided with us. Uh, so the first one that was up was the Assassin Fire Team pack. Alpha. So this is a sort of split pack between the Govads and the Muibs, uh, with the uh, with the Muibs coming with I think rifle, light shotgun, and heavy rocket launcher, and the Govads having the hacker profile and the HMG. Yeah. What uh, do you think? Especially because you are Mu a Hakislam yeah, assassin uh, player. The Muibs. We're definitely due for a resculpt because I think their sculpts are 11 years old now. Uh, depends on which and, one you've got because, like, do you have the one where the one with the grenade launcher has like the ponytail sticking out? Yeah. Yeah. So that one's the technically the previous box. There is one in the middle. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so I do like that the Muyibs now definitely look like they're medium infantry as opposed yes, to looking true. like they're light infantry with puff jackets on. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, Which I, is funny because they still look like they still look less armored than the Nephitim. Yes. Uh, but look at them going, okay, now I can understand. They've got good BTS, they've got bioimmunity, but they're not heavy infantry. That armor looks right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I, I've enjoyed the new sort of look for the Muyibs. Um, however, I was holding out to see, right, because I happen to know where a box of old Govads was to see the new Govads. What do you think of the new Govads? Because it's a big departure oh. from their old look. The Govads? No, I yeah, think the Govads. Govads are actually pretty close. To their old look? Yeah. They, um, don't, have, they, don't, have their, they don't have their jackets anymore. Am I mistaking the two? Wait, hang on. Because the old, yeah, they don't have their jackets anymore. Oh, you're right. They don't have the overcoats. Yeah, they don't have the they don't have the sweet hoods anymore. Okay, yeah, I was looking at the um, at the armor plates, and the armor plates are have the same distinct features to them. The leggings have the same features. A lot of their gear is in the same place. But you're right; they lost their little um, like half coats. With hoods. You know what? I can do the same thing that you just did. I actually, because I actually grabbed a box of it. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, yeah, okay. The, you know what? They're closer than what I thought. Um, they're, they're closer than what I thought. However, um, I, I think like most Infinity players, I'm a sucker for a nice uh, coat or cape. Um, and I'm sad to see the capes go. Uh, the other thing is, um, and I was again, I was talking. I'm happy for every single ha- uh, hacker in the entire game, mm-hmm. right, to have some variation of the pose that this hacker has. Hand out gun in some sort of uh, configuration. Yeah. Cool it means the visual. Visually, you look at them and go, mm-hmm. "That's some sort of hacker." Yes. Um, however, the old Govad HMG it's just like oh, yeah, way the, better than this guy. Yeah, the old Govad HMG. I've got a oh. pistol. I've got an HMG over here somewhere, but I've got a pistol. So it's for anyone who wants the night. It's that one. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like the new HMG better. It's a better pose. Oh. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, I like the new one. Yeah, better than the old one. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like I said, I'm just a sucker for a coat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, ultimately, like, nice. Uh, okay. uh, nice uh, feet, uh, models. I'm glad to see that they've done the heavy uh, rocket launcher. Uh, Muib, because that's the one people are going to want to run. Oh, yes. Um, and technically, if you don't... And then they've already got the Spitfire in the uh, the Blackwind. So those yes. are the two that yep. you're going to really want to run. Mm-hmm. Um, the HMG and Hacker, again, for the Govads, especially because the Govad has the Killer Hacker, I think, again, this box is like a bunch of the key mm-hmm. units in those two profiles. Um, so it's good to see that this is this is for a assassin player at, at, at the very least value for money right here. It also makes sense because they're, as far as army composition goes, they're basically interchangeable. Yeah, because they've both got the uh, Baram, 
Uh, they're keyword. both in the same fire team and count as each other in that fire team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they 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 yeah they count as yeah Baram or Hassassin. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Yeah. yeah. So those are great. We've we'll sit, take a look at them later. We've got some of them painted up, but you can see you got the the Muibs still have the same helmet that they had in like mm -hmm. the new sculpt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. They've gotten way chunkier as far as their armor goes, and yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I just I'm not, not a huge fan of the like him holding it with the the bipod like that. But I get if you're like into that that sort of Arnie, like walking along sort of look, then yeah, it works. Uh, we have a general release of Bixi. Um, again, showing off uh, those robotic legs, uh, same sort of sword. What do you reckon of this compared to, if you can remember the ITS one, where it's more of her running along? Okay, let me refresh my memory. I've got her on the shelf over here. No, um, oh, more reference. Um, I like them both. Yeah. Uh, I think this one's a little bit more action-posed, and it's going to be easier to figure out arcs based on the model. Uh, yeah, it's true. I suppose the, the Bixi, Bixi one is technically running one way and looking the other. Yeah, her legs are going one way, her body's going another way, her head's going a third way. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I, this I, is very I, much, I am going that way. Yeah. I like both as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think this one is, I think this one is like a good, it's a great pose. Again, I'm happy to see all these like jumpy Malay models in some sort of jumpy Malay pose. So, yeah. you know, if this is what Bixi and Caden and all these other super jumping models are going to look like, cool. I'm here for it. Mm. Um, you're right. I think this one's action oriented, but I I do like the ITS one. It's it's this is sort of the combat one. The other ones like big like shows off like Bixi's speed. The fact that she's just yes. like boom, yeah. and right, she just goes for it. Um, so yeah, uh, and for anyone who hasn't doesn't know, the Bixi is a fucking great model, like profile wise. Uh, oh, there we go. We've got some of her painted up. Um, so again, yeah, really nice. The only the only issue I can see with here is um, of how like how tall is she compared to an S two? Uh, she's um, probably going to be a little tall for an S two. Uh, yeah, but her legs are bent, so that helps a little bit. Yeah, and hopefully that this connection here because she's got these like plated feet. Mm -hmm. Hopefully the, the, that connection there doesn't mean that her like she gets bent constantly. Yeah. Um, it looks like it should be a solid enough connection, but on the flip side, it looks like a connection that's going to be really tough to disconnect if you don't want that base. Yeah, true. Um, at least it's not her on top of a tactical rock. It's more something yes. to show that she's coming from up high. Mm -hmm. um, so that's good. Okay, so now we have, I, to, as far as I'm concerned, kind of a weird release. Father uh, Lucian de, de, uh, Seforza. I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever seen him on the board. Oh, I, um, I may have well, seen him once. <laughs> I was about to say, I have, may have seen him once Hollow Master something. Uh, I think he's in there because he's one of the reinforcements for N2, for NA2. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, and yeah. Does he count as an authorized bounty hunter in those reinforcements? You know, I don't remember, but in most of the NA2 that he's in, he's a wild card that also counts as pure for a couple of different links. 
Right. Okay. So he's, he's, he's an expensive filler, though. Uh, he is, but he's he's a hollow mask. So you put him in there as a hidden protective piece for the link. Oh, uh, just to like just to like scare people off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can see. Or more it. of to bait them in. Oh, true, true. Yeah, yeah, I've got a, a shooty link with no protection. Come on in. Oh, I actually have a defense there. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the model, uh, I think it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, I am getting a little bit exhausted seeing so many uh, dudes with their foot up. I think he could have been just fine if he just had his foot on the ground. I don't think it would have massively mm-hmm. changed... Um, like the dynamicness of the pose. Again, he's got a sweet cape. He doesn't need the rock as well. Um, but as far as like gun, hand, love it. Yeah. Uh, okay, this was a surprise. I didn't think I did didn't see this being dropped at all. And I these ones I love. So we've got a drop of the. I'm assuming it's like a support box, but like less than a support box it's the uh we've got a drop of the ikadron batroids and the imatron ai beacons i could not think of a box if they put them out like together so two imatrons and two ikadron batroids i cannot think of a box that would sell faster yeah um i again i was surprised to see them because they weren't an issue i thought I, I didn't feel like there was a hole in the catalog there and i agree like package them two and two one box of four and every combined CA player will have them. just ca player uh shizvasi player more yeah. right players because there's a shit ton of more right players now every oh, yes. single one will buy them yeah uh, extra player probably coming up with a new mm-hmm. um uh, with the new sectorial what do you think of the actual miniatures I think they look fucking brilliant oh solid and this gets me excited Uh, alright admittedly I'm getting I get I'm like getting like the tiniest bit upset that they're redoing all of the steel phalanx because I had the Mm -hmm. entire range and now they're just making better models (laughs) uh, of them Uh, but this all does get me excited to see potentially um, unidrons looking like this I so also, on the, the Ikatrons, I like them because I can look at the model and say, that's a heavy flamethrower plus one burst. Yeah. Uh, Imatrons, I mean, look, they, you know, they look <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, they, you know, they look nice. Um, lots lots of detail. A little bit more robot than the last ones looked like. Mm-hmm. The last ones had a bit more like a flesh look to them, if I remember correctly. Uh, let me just let me take a quick look. I'm pretty sure, yeah, they were a little bit more, um, like the old avatar looked a little bit more like a bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a little bit more kind of looking like an insect. It's very similar, to be honest. It's sort of just a refinement of the old design. Uh, I l- love the little, like, um, like the round uh, antenna dishes uh, compared to the old, like, spindly arms. Uh, yeah, the old off. ones almost have a little bit of throwback to the original re- remotes. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Because uh, 
combined used to be a bit more like insect-like uh, and some of their designs were beetle-like. Uh, so then we got them painted up, uh, very much looking a bit more like uh, the uh, Unidron bot. So again, I'm really looking forward to potentially seeing the Unidrons getting redone, uh, looking like this. And we've got our little Imatrons uh, painted up. Okay, I think this is probably for the Gen Con announcements, probably the one that a lot of people were really excited to see. So uh, during the Bakunin release, they announced that they were getting rid of the old Bakunin, like it was, uh, sorry, the old Uberfowl Commando. Uh, they were getting uh, rid of it. The old one was going out of production. Uh, however, very quickly, they followed up with the new Uberfowl Commando. Uh, as someone who just picked up Bakun and has been playing them, this is super exciting. Uh, what did you think of uh, the, I guess, the artwork first? So this is the Chimera, so the leader of it. I like that because of the fluff behind them, every time they've done Chimeras and Pupniks, they are completely different. Mm, yeah, because they're all sort of a unique but like weird uh, creation. Yes. Yeah, so they're uh, they're like you know the chimeras are a modified human mm -hmm. uh, designed essentially to fight pupniks, and the pupniks are they just grab an animal and mutate them to be uh, you know bigger, stronger, follow the chimera, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously you've got some sort of fish that they grabbed, some sort of I guess the hairless cat that they grabbed, and fuck knows what they grabbed here. I guess a goat. Yeah, goat, ram, something, and then uh, went, let's make more horns. And give it fangs and make it carnivorous somehow. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, these are the new designs. So instead of having what it was, it was, a, it was a, a bull before, a tiger, and was it another fish thing? Oh, uh, I'd have to look it up. Yeah. Uh, I do like that they have gone lighter on the little tiny breakable tails. Yeah, so that's, I think, obviously, that uh, what um, Corvus Belly have kind of learnt about is that uh, tails are an absolute nightmare, and it's you either mold them into like a leg or something, or you just find a way of going like small with them. So you've obviously got here, um, oh, it was a wolf, that's what it was. It was a wolf, a cat, and a ram. Uh, was the old one. So now we've got a, uh, a sort of a shark thing, and like I said, a ram and a cat. So here's the actual model. And I love it. It's great. Uh, I think it still captures the spirit of the old one while being um, <laughs> while being like just an update. It, it's a good update. It's more dynamic but it also looks like it belongs on the tabletop and isn't a pinup model. Yeah, true. And I, I, I'll have to say, yeah, I'm here for the lady abs. It's nice to see that actually put onto a model, mm -hmm. um, especially after we had Wabera, who's this like massive, uh, massive woman, like, you know, biceps the size of Ajax's. Mm -hmm. um, it's nice to see that sort of, I guess, diversity in design. Um, with still sort of having the lithe sort of look that mm -hmm. the Chimera is supposed to have. Um, and then we have the Pupniks, which look 
suitably menacing for what they are. Um, and I mean, I, I from Warhammer love the Beastmen, so I love this Ram one. Do you have a favorite? Well, I'm not sure. I, the what I like them. The only question is, I'm I'm confused by the shark's weapon. What an anchor! It's awesome. Yes, but where do you get an anchor on a ship? Look, so, I, I think I, I th- well, pro- probably pretty easily on a ship. Well, uh, I, on a spaceship though. Who yes, knows? on a spaceship. Uh, um, because but, it's an anchor, but think... then it's been sharpened to have blades on it. Mm. Look, I don't think anyone could ever say that Bakunin is form over, uh, sorry, uh, function over form. I think there's always a little bit of. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Consideration into style that goes into yes. um, their weapons, considering that this uh, guy got his like machete thing from obviously from like Lord of the, Lord of the Ring orcs. Mm. Well, it's just a um, hook, so he can hang it up after he's done for the day. Like he's hanging off his horns, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he just walks around for like, yeah, fucking got a giant machete, bam, pull it out. Um, I think they're great. Um, I again, I just I'm, I'm obsessed over this um, Beastman one. It makes me makes me hope that like Warcrow has some sort of bestial sort of army in it because I'd be all about it. These this is such a good model. Um, even like in the shark, the shark is if I had to rank him, be the ram shark and then the cat. Uh, all right, we'll move on to okay. So we got a, a painted one there. I guess it's a tiger shark given, given the stripes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can see the only the only problem I see with this is that this whip, if you don't have like a magnetic case where she can stand up, is something that's going to be an absolute nightmare to store. Well, I'm. I think it's also going to depend on what material she her whip is made out of. Well, hopefully it's the metal because then yeah. If it bends, you can bend it back. Yeah. But at the same time, I like—I don't think it's going to be Psycast because she's small. But if it was conceivably Psycast, at the very least, it would bend before it broke. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the last thing you need is like the Psycast like weirdness to have to then put it in hot water and try and figure out where it's actually supposed to sit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great model. It's a great addition. It's a great like rendition of the Uberfowl. I'm glad it's come out so um, soon after the Bakuna release because uh, I still remember a game I had uh, not too long ago, but a while ago, where I ran an Uberfowl at um, a guy's unit, and he comes. He, he says to me, "Okay, so how like how are these guys in combat?" And I got the opportunity to turn to him and say, "The best in the game." Um, so it's good to see that they've been, get, been gotten some love. Okay, cool. I'm going to just skip forward a couple of photos here to this one. So this is the Cosmoflot support pack, which comes with a mechanic, a stranic, and the electronic, which is the helper bot. Uh, what do you think of these guys? Uh, the helper bot is so cute. <laughs> I, I love all of these. I, I think they've like blown it out of the park as far as the miniatures that they've we've been looking through i love all of these guys i love the me- uh, the mechanic which is the female in this box i love the stranic which is the male mm-hmm. and i love the battlefield vibes that i'm getting from the electronic it reminds me of all those videos you see of uh used to see of guys in battlefield 
by controlling the robot to like welding tool people who are uh, camping to death. Um, oh, it, it it's it's so Ariana because it has a large antenna so they can control it. Yeah, it does, and it's got like the little gripper. Um, and like a look, like look at the size of the camera. Yes, like this giant ass camera where everyone just has like a pinhole that you know it's got like whatever resolution camera. They're like, yeah, we've got this giant box. Oh, look, they've even, I've just realized that even that like on a real world, that's a camera as well. Yeah. It's got vents for overheating. Uh, but yeah, no, these these guys are great. There's one of them pictured. So I think in the box it comes with the two electronics. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing, the only, the, I suppose the only issue I have looking at the electronics now is they're really big for an S to, S, um, S1. Like they're almost as tall as the, um, the models that they're next to. Mm-hmm. Whereas an S1 probably sits somewhere in between their head. Um, and the actual size of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see that being a bit of an issue because uh, there are a lot of terrain pieces that even CB uh, put out where an S1 can't actually see over it. Yeah. And these guys would look like they can see over it. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, that's, that's yeah. minor things. I'd rather have the model that size and get the detail and all those little lovely features that make it so Mm. low-tech, high-tech. Yeah. And, like, that's what the silhouettes are for. You know, you just establish that the S1s can't be seen over the particular piece of terrain, and then you just ignore it. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so I think we're now at sort of the end where we didn't really get a miniature review, so so to speak, but we got um, just a, 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 a... a reveal of what's coming up. So we do have a new diaphos, uh, an Aleph versus Hak Islam diaphos, uh, with a new model for Change of Sergeant uh, Thrasimedes, as well as, uh, that's right, he's not here, as well as um, Hassam Yasbir. So, uh, yeah, so those two are coming in um, a diaphos pack. Uh, Thrasimedes, I know for Steel Phalanx, can be a really good sort of link piece for the Thrakatai. I haven't taken too much look at Yazpir, but I think um, he's sort Yaz of Spear is okay. A, I think he's he's supposed to be a. Uh, he's done the whole assassin school, but he hollow masked inside your units. So, oh, that's great. He's supposed to be a fidei that hollow masks inside your unit. So, similar to yeah. like what I talked about with um, Father, for, uh, Father uh, Lucian, yeah, Lucian. Uh, yeah. He's a close combat, uh, not quite close combat monster, but very good close combat who hides himself in your weak units and kind of lures them in and then you pop him out and go, I'm not quite as defenseless as he thought I was. Yeah, I think so. First, I mean, is a bit more of an aggressive piece uh, with his uh, Mimitism Neg 6 light rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- well, I think they took away his, he used to have a 360 visor, used to be absolutely nuts, but I think they've turned him down a little bit now. Uh, yeah, they got rid of his um, yeah, they got rid of his um, 
Oh, they also got rid of Specialist Operative on him. Um, yeah, so they got rid of his uh, 360 visor, so he's not as incredible as he was uh, before, but that's fine considering uh, the rest of what they've done to Steel Phalanx. Um, so then we also, so moving on from, I suppose, models that we've never even, well, new models or what models have you. Models we didn't know about until they announced them at Gen Con. Yeah, so these are, I suppose, models we have heard about we haven't seen yet. So these are the reinforcement models. Uh, so the first one they gave us were the blockers. Um, what do we think? What do we think of this guy with, I'm, I'm guessing, an assault pistol? Uh, looks pretty solid. Um, looks like a nice uh, model to get some good painting in on and uh, not worry about having multiple copies of them yeah so i'm just going to remind everybody what their sort of profile is like so biometric visor with uh an x visor bs plus one attack and sensor but they only really have adhesive launches they, got, they don't have a huge amount of like lethality uh there's a hacker kind of profile feels like an o12 agent in pano yeah exactly so the what you see him holding is his multi-pistol which is a pretty Brings along with the sensor. So that's, uh, I think that looks about right for this, supposed to be, especially to the visor and everything. Uh, interesting, interesting though, that pistol reaches out to 24 with the zeros. Because it goes uh, plus 3, 0, no, does it go straight to 0, 3 over 8? Uh, no, pistol after 16 goes to 6. So between 16 and 24, you get a minus three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think these are supposed to be filling in the um, the, uh, the power boxes. Now they're going to have two units. Then we have the black box for the power. So this is uh, an engineer or a, a body shot gun. With BS attack shock and mimetism, standard uh, BS thirteen. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I think good models. I've never been a huge fan of just like the, the pano um, aesthetic. Um, uh, and this guy with his like little like suit that he's got on is interesting. It's almost like a it's almost like a scuba diver. Well, it... The profile is a little weird because it's light infantry, but it's armor two BTS three. So, like it's, I, that's pretty close to medium infantry bordering on some heavy infantry. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, and then we got uh, the next one we got is probably I think what people are most excited for for the actual pack coming for um, Pano is. The drop of the neo of new Neo Terra bolts. So these these guys have a just mean shock uh, shock immune marksman trained total with veteran BS thirteen and a, a bloody Spitfire with marksman. Oh, you're back. Oh you yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I just had to turn the camera off for a moment. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the bolts are have always been something that people want. Uh, have, people have sort of wanted back, I think. 
because um, their their profiles are just nasty. It's a highly proxied profile. <laughs> yeah, just just uh, BS thirteen marksmanship uh, with veteran is just right, really good. Yeah. Uh, then we got flight officer um, Agnes Ferreria, I think. Uh, so this one you might already have if you had um, Defiance. Uh, so there's a reinforcement, six cents, special operative, uh, submachine gun. Uh, she also can be a REM driver with uh, plus one BS and plus one uh, CC. Plus five CC. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, plus five CC. Uh, what do we think, I suppose, of just the, the model of her? Um, oh, it's a great dynamic model. Uh, yeah, it's a really good one. So that said, uh, although I think they've painted it as a T-shirt. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did have a question. I that low zipper. I th- um, I think the way they painted her is that she's wearing a shirt. Yeah. But I can definitely see it's a bit more pinup esque. Yes. Um, try to look at her collar. I think she has a collar on to denote that it is a shirt underneath there. But I I'm pretty sure people are going to paint her both ways. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, for for uh, like for sure. Oops, yeah. that's my bad. Uh, apologies. Let's get those. Uh, if I take a look here at the pictures, I'll just quickly flick through. We'll come back to these from Interplanetario. I think there's a picture of her painted up. Yeah, so there's the one of her painted up. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so she's got like a black uh, turtleneck. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's 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 it's, it's, it's it's okay. It's a flight suit, is what it is. She's supposed to be wearing a flight suit. Yeah, look, people, like, people, are, go, people are going to paint her, right, with, like, nothing on. I mean, look, I, I've never been, like, the most against, like, like, like pin-up-esque sort of uh, models. But I, I will say that, like, you know, put a dude there. Have, you know, I mean, at least we've got now we've got, like, O'Connolly, you know, right, with his fucking shirt off. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things I've ever seen is uh, it's like it's like a chart of Infinity Bums, and it's got every single faction with the Infinity Bums. And I love the fact that when you get the Aleph, there's like the Azura and like some of the Nagas, and then it's the Steel Phalanx characters. And of course, most of them are male, so it's like it's like Ajax's bum, uh, Achilles's bum, and Hector's bum, and all that sort of thing. Um, so, like as far as I'm, I'm concerned, like. So long as it's not gratuitous, like I don't know if you remember the old old Moira that had like the most awkward pose, oh, yeah. just so like her tabard would oh, go yeah. one way, but her bum was going the other. So yeah. long as it's like not that, I'm cool with it. Whatever. It is a pinup, but it also the pose still looks like she belongs on the table. Like she yeah. belongs on a battlefield. It's not just I'm thinking like the. Um, the lizard pilot, that one, where it's just it's, yeah, where she was like she was. It should just be at a larger scale, so you could do it as a bust. Yeah, exactly. Like um, uh, like the what's it called? The Oyoroi had like the really big one of her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but I th- I think it's a really cool profile, especially with like the two two guns. Always a fan of like guns akimbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, so now we're getting to the Yujing uh, reveal of the Yujing troops. Uh, so we got the Huarang uh, that we saw. So that was one of the earlier ones we saw. Uh, again, just reminding everybody of what these guys 
I like, I think they're the like shooting mimetism ones. Let's take a look. Okay, so no, no, these are your um, your martial arts guys. So when you take a look at the reinforcement, they all, some of them fall into general categories. These guys are your, I bring templates and I bring like with like shotguns and I bring um, uh, melee skills. So they're uh, courage, dodge plus two, frenzy, immune to shock, uh, martial arts level three with stealth, lots of shotguns, explosive close combat weapon for most things, around 20 points, armor three, BTS three, which I think they certainly look their armor value. Mm-hmm. In fact, if anything, they probably look a bit more than their armor value. Yeah, they're they're a lightweight, heavy that's dedicated to close combat and has a obligatory weapon that has a template. Okay, sorry, I I, I forgot to take a look. They are two wounds, so I take it back. Yes. They look exactly that. They look exactly um, their armor value. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one do you like more, the one with the the sword out or the one with the shotgun? Oh. I'd probably go, have to go the sword out. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. I think that's that's an underused pose, right? Grabbing the scabbard, sword out, ready to okay. go. Um, I think that I think we need to see that in the, like across the Malay factions. Well, um, I, what I said about some of the previous balls, like I can look at this across the table and know what it does. It is a heavy infantry that wants to be in melee, and it probably has a firearm because it has to have a firearm. Well, it's Yu Jing, so you know that they've given them something. Yes. They yeah. never left uh, defenses. But yeah, no, this is great. The other the other thing is I'm always a fan of open poses where like the arms don't get in the way of the chest. Makes it yes. a lot easier a lot easier to paint. I've done the idea of like taking the arms off, pinning them, painting them, sticking them on later. All right. It's it's fine. It's 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 a lot of extra work, but it's always nice to just be able to be like put everything together. And I just paint it like that, yep. and nothing really gets in the way. Um, I think these guys look fantastic. I love them. These, I, I really think, as far as the reinforcements goes, from what I have seen, um, the Eugene ones are just fucking great. Uh, so next one is our Salsa Warriors. Um, so these guys are sort of your hacker and specialist, if I remember correctly. Uh, where are we? Salsa Warriors. Yep. So they're uh, courage, dodge two inches, dodge plus three, martial arts. So there also are your martial arts, mimetism, stealth, train total. Okay. And they've got a lot of specialist profiles. So the forward observer and the hacker, but also have uh, board, uh, two boarding shotgun ones. Um, so this is obviously the hacker one. And I think that's all we've been given is the hacker one. What do you think of this guy? So... The model's name can very easily be misread as Salsa instead of Salsa. I look. I'll be honest. And considering considering the way his hat looks, I have been in my head thinking Salsa. It would be very easy to turn that into a sombrero. Yeah. Just a little bit of green stuff in the center, and maybe some little dangly bits around the sides. Yeah. And you've got Salsa or Salsa, and it has a sombrero. Um. I'm sure, look, uh, not being an expert on uh, Asian cultures, I'm sure that that is some sort of traditional hat in, in Korea. It, it is. Um, it's giving me like almost like uh, Shaolin monk vibes uh, with like the, I don't know, the belt that he's got on. I th- I th- again, I think this is a really cool model. 
Um, maybe looking a little bit armored, considering that it's armor, armor one. It's armor one light infantry. It does look a bit armored for that. Though. Yeah, uh, but admittedly, I can see like this is sort of looking more like fabricy, like uh -huh. a soft armor than actual uh, like the um, Horang's. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, depending Warang's. on how you painted yeah. it, um, you could paint that where he's got a chest plate and the backpack, and then the and boots, but the rest mm. is cloth. Yeah, but like this is segmented, so you're probably not going to honestly bother. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so yeah, you're looking a little bit armored, but that's fine. Um, I mean, ultimately, you're just going to tell your opponent that he's armor one. Again, <clears throat> again, I think he could uh, have the exact same pose and have his leg down, and I don't think it would take away from what he's doing. Sure. Um, so, but I understand it does add, I guess, a little bit more dynamicness to it and you and it again it's an open pose and it makes it painting underneath his leg a ton easier so oh yeah <laughs> uh i won't complain too much uh then we've got the uh the i suppose sul yong uh, naval operator group uh so these are your multi-spectral visor one nco terrain turtle guys coming in with submachine guns shock marksman red fury um, and uh, light shotguns. So these are kind of like your shooters for the Yujing reinforcements, just because they've got that um, M3-1 and the longer range weapons. Uh, what do we think of these guys? I think we only saw the art before then. So we've got, we're getting the shotgun marksman rifle and we're getting uh, the light shotgun. Uh, look pretty good. Uh, the armor is about right. And yeah, they look like they're a shooty medium infantry. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree then. Um, so, let's have a quick talk about crouching poses. Love them. Yes. They look great. However, this guy will end up about the height of an S1. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I'll say that, he, like, again, don't stop Corvus Belly. Keep making them in crouching poses. If you're going to put make these uh, models, uh, be either prepared to always pull out that S2, or, and this is what I'm going to think I'm going to do with my Moira, sniper who's in a very similar position so i'm just going to put them on top of some sort of scenery to bring them up to the s2 height but again cover spelly please don't stop making crouch poses they're great um like you know you were talking before about like belonging on a battlefield if there's one pose that belongs on a battlefield it's crouched and prone poses technically all of our soldiers are um on their feet too much well actually if you want an example of a good crouching pose. Oh yes, that's right. Because the um, what, what, what's the unit called again? I'm blanking. It's a Mukhtar, isn't it? Isn't isn't the yes, Mukhtar? Yes, the yeah, Mukhtar. Yes, the Mukhtar hacker's got like, where got like a little she is crouching. However, she has a base that comes with her that boosts her up. Yeah, so it would be great to see these sort of snipers. Like maybe come with like a like a trashed window sill or something like that. I mean, if you take a look at the old Cataran, he came with like a stair, like a uh, stairs from like rubble that he's um, that he's aiming from. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now these guys are great. I love them. They do look like the sort of space because like naval being space in the Infinity sort of got like his like rebreathers and stuff like that. They've got like little ox oxygen packs on the back of them. Even yeah. the salsa I... has like his little oxygen packs. If I had to make a complaint against the crouching pose, I would say that little piece of extra terrain below his knee mm. is going to make it difficult to get in there to paint it. 
And it's going to also make it difficult to rebase it. So the one thing I'll give that a quick counter to that, which is I think I'd prefer to see like that bit of base. Maybe, maybe not underneath a leg. Because my question has always been, like, if you try and stick a model onto a base to paint it and they've got the uh-huh. crouching pose, yeah. how do you paint the knee without potentially ripping off the paint around the knee when you go to remove it to, like, rebase it or something like that? Uh-huh. Uh, but either way, yeah, I know I get it, right? It, right, it, it can uh-huh. be a little awkward. Again, it's another tactical rock, but at the very least, it's an interesting way of using a tactical rock. Yes, and his foot's not on the tactical rock. His knee is on the tactical rock. Yeah, um, which I feel like it's going to give him a sore foot. But yeah, uh, moving on, we have the Docker Bee. So this is like the robot hacker th- uh, thing that we got. Uh, yeah, the cyber team structure two. So it's a sort of um, sort of two wounds. Uh, sorry, heavy infantry. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, oops, it's not full screen. Apologies, but. Um, what do we think? Again, I'm always happy to see hackers hand out, gun to the side. You know exactly that it's a hacker. I am glad that that is like the Sonic butt, and it is a heavy infantry and not a remote. Oh, because, okay. Um, of all the bonuses, it's nice to see we're getting some of these like autonomous robot units that are coming in as heavy infantry and not remotes because that keeps them separate and they don't have to assume that they're going to get remote bonuses. Yeah, so they okay, can make them saying, more yeah. potent. Yes, okay, yeah, okay. I see where you're going from uh, with there. Actually, this is like almost pseudo three wounds because it's got no wind in cap. Yes. Uh, so technically, depending on the circumstance, this could be a four oh. wound model. No, it's only structure one, no wound in cap. Oh, I'm looking at its. I'm looking at its bloody. I'm looking at its bloody oh. silhouette. But it is remote presence, which means it has multiple unconscious states. So yes. if you take a wound, go to zero wounds. You choose either. From so, my understanding, you choose either to activate no wound in cap, in which case if you take another wound, you're removed, or you choose to go unconscious, in which case you have multiple unconscious states to get there and repair. Yes, so yeah, that's exactly what you're going to choose. The other thing you can do is that if you take two wounds, so mm-hmm. you would go you would go unconscious one and then unconscious two. Mm-hmm. If you do that in a single turn, you can choose when you get to that unconscious two to then go into no wound in cap. You can't do it if you're unconscious one and then go to mm-hmm. unconscious two in separate yeah. orders. But in a single order, if you go to unconscious two, you can choose to go to no wound in cap, which yes. means that essentially this can be... Like you know, three like three win, two win, however you want to uh, think about it. Uh, model. Uh, I think it's a good pro. Like it's a good profile. It's a great model. Um, I, I do like the fact that it's a bit beefier. Like it's not uh, like a spindly robot. I do enjoy Corvus Belly sort of getting way away from the old days of the Dakini. That was mm. impossible to glue together. Um, well, obviously, won't go through the uh, uh, profile, but it's it looks like a hacker, and that's pretty much what this thing is. It's a hacker all the way. Uh, and then I think this was the last reveal, uh, which was the art of the Hitay, which is the like big S five um, 
S5 uh, heavy infantry for um, Yujing. And when me and Josh were taking a look at this, the Yujing reinforcements with this guy is awesome. Right, because yes. you can drop a four-man fire team with this guy, and it gets like five orders to the group because he has um, tentacle awareness. Mm -hmm. um, awesome model. I think it looks great. It's like it gives a vibe because it's supposed to be like a mini tag. I think mm -hmm. uh, is what um, uh, Carlos mentioned, and it very much to me looks like a mini tag. It's also but noticing that the knee plates seem to also match up with knee plates from the rest of the reinforcements. Oh, in that they've got four rivets. Uh, As in, like, the rest of the tags? Uh, no, go back to the um, other heavies. Oh, yeah, yes. fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So the heavies have the same knee plate. Yeah, I, I, do, I do like when the, the models have, like, that sort of internal mm -hmm. consistency. Because, like, even if you take a look, the, like, the lighter infantry have, like, those ones with the two little mm -hmm. holes in them. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. All right, so I think that's... Oh, okay. And then the very last announcement was they're going to do, finally, I've been looking forward to one of these coming out for a while, is a new global campaign. Uh, not much is known, was revealed about it yet, probably more an interplanetary video, which we don't have access to, uh, called Shattered Grounds. So it's going to be I, potentially something that focuses a bit more on the reinforcements. Maybe the missions have some reinforcement bonuses, which is what they've done previously um, in other uh, global campaigns, I've had sort of each mission has this weird bonus to it. I remember the one which was anything with Terrain Mountain had um, combat drop. So it was like one campaign where you could combat drop in Yotams. Um, so, yeah, that's coming out um, when we have more news. We'll definitely talk about it. Uh, that's it. So get away from a happy photo of a happy guys from BCB yep. and we'll go on to Interplanetario. So let me just quickly get to, oh, I'm, I'm dropping all the spoilers. Hold on, yeah, now, some of the Interplanetario was models that we covered from Gen Con, but with like with renders or with art, um, painted models. Yeah, exactly. So we, we'll skip through. For the most part, we've covered a lot of this. Um, so again, uh, we've the first model they revealed is Samsa. I think we've already seen Samsa's model before. Uh -huh. I think when they in, uh, introduced the uh, ITS pack, we'd already seen it. So, um, I think this is the first we've seen it painted. Yes, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think we saw the renders before. Um, like, I'm still in two minds about the extras having like this weird, like rhino beetle look to them, um, as well as uh, the like the exposed teeth that they've got. Almost looking like a like a Hellraiser centibite esque sort of thing, um, but the, everything else is really cool about them. Um, I think also once you see the other new extra, they make a little bit more of the what's a theme and what's unique to the individual model works a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, so again, we got aftermath, which we went through. New Ohahu sitting on her little gamer chair, hacking. We've got um, Denmark Connolly, which you're right, makes a, looks a lot older than his artwork. A um, lot more grizzled and like, way bigger than his artwork. Um, uh, we got uh, random, uh, so Ishino Mori, uh, Beastman looking dude. Uh, 
We've got Killjoy, uh, who uh, got no idea uh, what he's about. Again, we got uh, Whispering Death, no idea what she's about. And we've got the Tunguska Mafia boss, whose name I'm not going to butcher again, who looks awesome. And I actually would really look forward to having her as a HVT on my board. Uh, although she does have a she does have a pistol, so she's a very dangerous HVT. Again, uh, we, with the Mwibs um, and Govids, we have them painted up. Um, and so now we've got our first new thing, which is that they have provided the art for Nesei Alki, the Thrakotai Warrant Officer. So again, much like uh, Thrasimedes, uh, she's uh, like a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal uh, model for the um, Thrakotai link. Um, I liked her old model. I think it was, I thought it was kind of cute. Had like sort of like a, um, like a Japanese idol sort of look to her. Although she was like kind of like pulling up a visor, not doing like a, a peace sign. Um, and she was pointing a sword forward. I really dig this art. Um, she always looked a little bit different, like with the red hair. She almost looked more Celtic than anything. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing her um, and Thrasimedes redone. Uh, she's also, uh, like, she got a big change in her profile. So I think she's a very good shot with three. So I think she's BS13 with a 360 visor. Uh, so... Uh, I don't know, so about you, Nick, uh, no, 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 but you, Nick, are you tired of taking a digger and having to proxy it? Uh, I have not taken many diggers because I can't come up with anything that I really like proxying them with. So getting them, uh, it's. So I, I haven't played around with diggers much because they haven't been in the factions that I'm using mm -hmm. from someone who obviously has at least wanted to play around with the diggers. What do you think of this model? Oh, I think it's solid. Uh, it really does look like scrapped together heavy. Yeah, and it definitely looks like sort of like that minor throw, like the minor thrown into combat sort of thing. You know, the, yes. the buzz cut, the the banner on her head. Um, you know, it definitely does look like you know she gets she gets hurt, and that little power pack starts going on the fritz, so that she, now she's in her battle damaged state. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely um, looks like. A civilian exoskeleton that's yeah like a repurposed exoskeleton yes yeah yeah uh yeah no i look i like it um i haven't had a reason to touch the diggers just because of the factions i've been playing but i see them constantly yeah it'll be really nice to have a good um uh, model for them yeah one that you didn't have to get tag right for yes uh, so then we've got painted versions of what we saw before. So these are the blade ops, uh, as well as the blockers, all painted up. Uh, I mean, look, they're, they're great oh, paint job. They're great paint jobs. I think that's a different block, the uh, blade ops that we hadn't seen before. This female mm -hmm. one with her leg up. Mm -hmm. uh, then we've got the blocker, same uh, what we saw before. He looks like if you change the color, CPO twelve. Yes, yes, I think I think you're right. Considering the way he's armed with the adhesive launchers, yeah. he definitely seems. Oh, actually, if you take a look in the back, there's an O12 <laughs> um, thing. So I think you're right. I think he might be because he's it's called like the blocker agent of something or other. Uh, let me just take a quick look. What's it? What's it? What's it called? Is the blocker? Uh, 
Yeah, blocker, blocker attack agents of the CD. CI. So I think you're absolutely right. I think they are O12 attached to Pano. Uh, which means, I suppose, Corvus Belly on the money. Uh, because as soon as Nick looked at it, he's like, O12 guy. Uh, but then we've got the bolts uh, redone. So we've got a rifle and uh, Spitfire. Again, oh. I, think the, I think of all the ones, of all the infantry in pano outside of the outside of the knights i think the bolts are my favorite i really like that running profile on the left yeah uh, it's, it's dynamic nice. but yeah. it's not reusing a regularly used pose yeah that, so again covers belly you're doing well with your poses even this guy's got like sort of a hop to him now that i look yes. at him from this angle um these are great poses i like they're different enough from what we've seen before that they feel unique. Uh, again, flight officer, as we uh, pointed out, she's got her. Now I think about it, her having the flight suit unzipped is sort of like a common, almost trope. Yeah. Um, just across like anything with a pilot, they always have like once they get out of the thing, they unzip their flight suit. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Again, great pose, two weapons. Um, looks right. Uh, in a battle. Uh, so that'll be the Pano box, which is uh, two blade ops. Sorry, two bolts, two blade ops, one uh, of the blockers and the flight officer, uh, Agnes. Mm -hmm. uh, then we come to probably the first and weirdest reveal that I found uh, during the reinforcements. We have a render of the Squallow Mark II. So this is the tiny Squallow. Uh, I think because it's S2, it's not S2. Um, this is S6, isn't it? Yeah, Squallow Mark II is S6. Yeah. Um, so we're going to the actual look of it. And what do you reckon? Uh, I think it's got the same issue that you said you don't like about other models of stepping on something. <laughs> but uh, I love it in that it's, a, it's probably one of the most dynamic tags we've seen. Yeah, it it to me what it almost reminds me of is the the blue wolf, but taken to the next level. Yes. So the blue wolf has that sort of walking pose, but he's almost got sort of like that running pose because he he looks kind of static in the middle photo there. Mm -hmm. But if you look at to the side ones, it's definitely sort of it's definitely like a running pose. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be honest, I'm kind of enjoying seeing tags not holding their main weapons. Yes, it's some nice variety. Yeah. Plus, being the reinforcements, a lot of times he might be coming in wanting to be at really close range, and so those mm. multi-pistol plus one burst. Yeah, and I, I, I'm enjoying seeing um, whoops, uh, plus one burst. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying seeing plus one burst. It's like the two pistols again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I think it's a cute. I think it's a really good model. Again, I've never been huge on the Pano aesthetic itself, but I think this is. I think it's really cool. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I think I like this more than the big Squallow. Uh, moving on. Okay, so we talked about the Hatay, um, and we actually have a render of him. And look at this. Whoops! Look at this yeah. beefy boy. Right, so we're coming down with that. Unfortunately, HMG unit, I would have liked to see the uh, heavy rocket launcher. 
But still, um, what do we reckon? It looks like you said it's almost a tag. Yeah, I think they've done a good job of getting that like almost a tag look. Oh my god! And it looks like it looks like a really good centerpiece for your army, painting wise. Yeah. Uh, give me one second. No, I, I think you are right that the heavy rocket launcher is going to be the more used profile of those. So it would have been nice to see that. But it wouldn't be impossible I mean, yeah. to cut that heavy rock or heavy machine gun off because it is kind of out in the open. And just uh, pop yeah. on heavy rocket launcher into place. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, both have tack awareness. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, right, even you could take this guy. You still get the extra burst and all that sort of thing. I yeah, I love this guy. I think yeah, he looks like he looks like um, Yu Jing have managed to distill what is a uh, tag uh, down to an S five platform, uh, which is awesome. Uh, the other thing is, I do I'm enjoying seeing. I like the new like the new swords that they're coming out with. So you saw it a little bit with um, uh, Uteros where he's got the I uh, used to know the bloody name of it, but the the the, the machete esque sort of thing that the um, the ancient Greeks used to use. Cannot for the life of it looks like okay. a kuriki, but it's not a kuriki. Kopesh. Kopesh. No, no, that's the no, Egyptian that's... one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm sure someone will correct me. Uh, I just realized that's a uh, the sword he's got is a uh, Paris CC weapon, so it's an interesting looking Paris CC weapon. But I'm enjoying the look of the like the Korean swords mm -hmm. instead of like katanas, um, all that sort of thing. So it's nice that they are like blending in mm -hmm. that sort of more Korean look, um, to the Yujing troops. Uh, then we've got an actual uh, look at so we've seen the casino. Uh, rounders, which is we're now getting into nomad reinforcements. We've seen the casino rounders uh, before. We've seen their artwork before. Um, a nasty profile uh, with marksmanship and I think NCO as well. Uh, so we get to take a look at it with the Spitfire, um, giving me real. Um, I don't know if you know the the old blister riot girl is in a very similar pose. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. It's great. I, th I like. Look, I think it was a cool model from the, the beginning, and it it actually also gives me. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, Cyberpunk with like the the jacket, like the mm -hmm. short jacket and the glasses, the cropped hair. Uh, I don't know if you've watched uh, the Cyberpunk anime they put out, but it's got like the the hair of one of the main characters. Okay. Um, I think it's great. Yeah, good solid pose. Yeah. And um, oh, sorry. Like Stop. nomads, it stands out by itself from the faction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we've got the uh, Kulak pay payback unit. I uh, don't know. Yeah, we didn't get a render of that or the Redski uh, crew man spider. Uh, the payback unit gives me like looking sort of like a hollow, uh, a hollow man or a um, sin eater. Um, sort of not really a similar loadout, um, but all we've got right now is the dossier. Uh, what do you reckon? 
I'd have to see the model. Because, yeah, you're right. It does have kind of that Sin Eater vibe to it. Mm. But with kind of different flair on the jacket, maybe. But, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's, like, it's like Sin Eater up to the chest and then Hollow Man kind of down yeah. past the, like, where the jacket splits off. Yeah. Um, the next one's interesting because I'm guessing that Corvus Belly have been hired to finally update the uh, Eldar Warp Spider, uh, the Red Ski Crew Man Spider. Uh, it just it takes me back to playing City of Heroes. Yeah, my my only concern with this is like, like what's it going to look like, and no, not what's going to look like. What what is keeping those arms together going to be like so like, what it would be is like the new jump pack wings where there's a so the top two limbs will i assume will have a bar across them yeah that's a lot a of good... people have a bar across and then there'll be two slots in the backpack that will basically staple over them yeah yeah no that's a good that's a good point um an interesting model really unique sort of doc orc I mean, if you've ever seen warp spiders from Warhammer, it's got this sort of a very unique look to them with these uh, four additional arms. Um, I'll be interested to see what the actual model looks like. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Prowlers. So these are one thing that we've had plenty before went out of production uh, with... Uh, with the uh, recent Bakuna release, but it is coming back uh, with an FTO profile in the reinforcements pack. Um, not a huge change, admit it, admittedly, from the old model, looking at the dossier. does look a little bit beefier than they used to be. Looks like there's more detail to the armor. It's not... It's still got the fully smoothed helmet, yeah. but the arms and the legs have more detail. I th I think this is a case of just updating the model because the prowlers themselves are pretty damn old. Yeah. Um. So what we probably is just gonna see is a prowler brought into you know, 2024, 2023. Uh. Okay. So now we've got we're moving on to the extras. Uh. We've got the base operator here, which I think is sort of like the line infantry basic uh extra unit. Uh. Kind of like basic looking beetle guy. Um, comparing this to the previous bugs, mm -hmm. what do you reckon of this compared to, let's say, like the Nox troop for Shazvasti? Um, I, I think it's definitely. Like, I think it's definitely. In my mind, I go back to the N one models. Okay. Yeah. And I, I like that they've kept some of the aesthetic but updated the design so they still feel like extra that, yeah. but they have a new look to them so they've still got that bug in an exoskeleton feel they've still got the wings although the wings are now um, able to be worked with <laughs> they aren't just um, uh, what the old cellophane yeah the little cellophane ones yeah yeah yeah, no, um, okay, now I can see what you're saying. I, I, 
I, I actually do like what these guys look like with the little horns on their heads. So maybe I'm guessing that the horns get bigger the higher their rank are or something like that. Uh, I think it's also just interpersonal variation as well, so. Um, yeah. Or I guess it could also be inter like subspecies variation where I, I, ones that are bred more for close combat might have bigger horns. That Yeah. I also like the idea that his, his knife almost looks like he's pulled it off like his own scales. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so move, oh yeah, so we've got another base operator. This one with a boarding shotgun instead of the combi rifle. Uh, I guess do they have a paramedic profile? Because that looks like a paramedic gun. Could not be. Um, extra don't do paramedics. Oh, of course they don't. Yeah, because they they just die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good point. Um, yeah. Again, I like this one. I do like the little wings becoming more like a part of their armor. It, it, it sort of fits into the idea that sometimes the uh, combined army like shove things into robotic suits mm-hmm. and be like, "Yeah, you can uh, you can be a warrior." It's like, no, I don't, I'm not really good at it. Like the extras, like I don't really take hits very well. I kind of just ooze out once I get hurt. Well, even the limbs look like they're fragile. That's a good not point. not in a they... model state, but in a they've sculpted to look like the mo- the being is fragile yeah it looks like if you like kick their leg off like just like a real life insect yeah like if you kicked at their leg it just fly off like super easy and like boom they're done mm-hmm. yeah no that's a good point um and yeah so they they really do feel like that uh so we've got the executive officers see what i'm saying like as they get oh, yeah. ranked up they get like a bigger crown mm-hmm. uh this almost gives me uh halo vibes with the the shield sword looking yeah, sort of thing. I'm, I'm not a fan of that gauntlet. Uh, well, I, I, I'll be honest. I do enjoy the pose where they've just got it one handing the, uh, the plasma carbine. Mm. Oh, um, I, I like that. I, I, oh, that shield gauntlet. I just don't like it. It, to me, it seems out of place. It just doesn't seem like something that that model should be hauling around. Like it, it feels like that would cause the the extra to tip over if it held it out that far. Yeah, uh, and especially looking at its profile, um, it doesn't really have anything that would suggest that it needs like a shield esque sort of thing. I, I guess I guess considering it's a, they have power CC weapon minus six, it's just a giant taser. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, like I, I like that. It, um, I look, I, I'll, I'll like the look of it, but it 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 is, does look a little out of place. Uh, potentially, what it could have, yeah, it does look a little out of place. Potentially, if they just lightened it up without like the big squares there, then it would just look like a bug pincer esque sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, moving on. I oh, actually, that, that does mean it. It could be a pair of CC weapon in the sense that, like, um, like a man catcher. Oh, isn't it like it just clamps it down? It just clamps, and them, holds clamps them. down on them and holds them? Could be. Yeah, it could be. I, I like the idea that it's a giant ass taser that, that he, like, puts you in between it and just shocks the crap out of you. Mm. Uh, so going on, we have the vector operators. Um... 
Okay. Oh, okay. So the okay. So the the horns are like like denote unit. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. These, are the these are the jump troops. Yeah. So their horns are encased in their armor. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. Yeah. No, making more sense now. Um, yeah, it's a good pose. Uh, I think it's good for like a drop troop sort of what sort of uh, like a pose of him landing. Um, mm. That's a tiny ass Spitfire. Uh, so I guess extras have a slightly more adv- like compact weapons. Again, makes sense. He's a drop troop. They're the mm. naval guys. They're going to have shorter things. It looks like a potentially a Spitfire just without the stock. Well, this almost feels like it's going back to a bit more toward some of the earlier combined models where their weapons looked very different from any of the other armies. Yes, it's it. They're really leaning into like these sort of uh, like oval details that they have on. Uh, I think you can see it best on the Avatar's HMG, where it's got these big circles on it. Um, but yeah, no, I actually, I, I, I okay, uh, the, the the extras are growing on me now. Uh, now that I've realized those horns are different, I didn't see it before. But yeah, no, I like that. Uh, and as far as model updates from Interplanetary go that are new, that's it, I think. I'm just going to take a quick look through. It is. It is. Yeah. So again, uh, again, we haven't, don't have access to the video at the moment. So the last point is uh, talking about the campaign. Um, and from what we were already told in Shadow, uh, in the previous uh, video in Gen Con, is that it's going to be based on Planet Concilium, where sort of the entire world is turned into a battleground. Um, so I think potentially what we're looking at here is because it's a three week campaign, is it'll be this is the map for week one, then it'll be a new map for week two, which will be like something like this. And then maybe a new map for week three, uh, which might be shifting battles or something like that on a particular map. There is one thing that I noticed looking at these this time that I missed before. Yep. Uh, under uh, Planet Concilium Prima, it says Quantum Anomaly Zones instead of Engagement Zones. So that may maybe be the, maybe the... at what the uh, inciting incident is for this campaign. Yeah, like some sort of like warp gate thing, because there's been a lot of the wormhole gates either collapsing or mm-hmm. getting lost. So maybe yep. they're trying to find a way of either see it, either the combined armies trying to get in in a more mm-hmm. weird way um, or uh, we're trying to get out in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, hopefully we'll uh, get some more details soon. Um, I'm very much looking forward to doing a global campaign. I Hopefully I can manage to participate a bit more, right? Get whoever I choose to support um, up on the on whatever the leaderboards are. Uh, have you ever taken part in any of these global campaigns? I have not. I am looking forward to taking part in the first in my first one. All right, you, you and you and you and I will have to have a bunch of games and go head to head and see if we can either ruin or help our factions out. Uh, but as far as uh, reveals go, guys, uh, that's about it from Interplanetario and Gen Con uh, until the video comes out. Uh, I'm excited to see some of these models uh, come out, um, uh, especially the ones 
some of the ones we've only seen the profiles. Uh, sorry, the, not the profiles, the dossiers no. for. Do you, do you have a particular favorite? Uh, I'm looking forward to the Hawk ones, mostly because the reinforcement models are basically the handful of models that are no longer in production for uh, QK. Yeah, it's, Which like, means it's, it's that, the Odalisks and stuff, yeah. Well, not the Odalisks, the Sekban. Oh, that's right, it is the Sekban, Because the Sekban are one of the core units for QK, hmm. and they are long out of production. Same thing, yeah. like the Azrael, long out of production, getting its model back. So even though QK is now listed as not currently supported, uh, the reinforcements basically make that sectoral uh, viable to a new player again. Yeah. Similarly, I, I, a lot of the other reinforcements go to a semi-retired sectoral and help make that sectoral more viable for new players to try. Yeah. Um, I think I think I think I'm just looking for the the Yujing. Uh, I think that's just a really uh, powerful set of uh, reinforcements. I love the look of the models that are coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I'm 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 interested to see the ALF models because I know we've obviously seen Maximus, but I don't think we've seen any of the other ones. I'm looking forward to seeing what a close combat robot looks like. Oh yeah, that's that's scary. <laughs> yeah. All right, listeners, uh, that's that's it for this uh, long spotlight. Um, uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully, this has got you excited for the models as much as we are. Um, uh, and uh, hopefully there's been something for you in either Gen Con or Interplanetario. Uh, we'll cover all the other reveals that come uh, from uh, from when we actually see the actual Interplanetario video. Uh, but until then, I've been Jacob. I'm Nick. And good night. Good night.